How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Friday, October the 1st. It is a brand new month, and possibly it's a brand new me. Well, it's not. It's the same old me. And it's the same old show. We're going to talk about some video games. Let's do it. First thing we got to talk about is Sony, who have officially acquired yet another studio. This time it is Bluepoint Games. Now, you might recognize Bluepoint as the team responsible for remaking a number of titles. Most recently, Demon's Souls on the PlayStation 5. Shadow of the Colossus was another big one that they did. And they also did a number of remasters in the years before that, like the Uncharted series. Now, according to IGN, from this point forward, Bluepoint is going to be working on original games, not remakes, which is definitely super interesting, right? I think when you have a team who is really good at something like a remake, which can be so profitable for a studio, I'm surprised they don't want to keep them there. But uh, nonetheless, they did mention that the studio has grown dramatically over the years as their various games succeeded, and that allowed them to move from remasters to remakes and now from remakes to original games. Both companies mentioned how they've been working together for a very long time, so this just kind of made sense, although they didn't start talking about it until after Demon's Souls had been launched. But hey, this just secures the future of Bluepoint and makes sure that they have the resources that they need. And on PlayStation's side, it gives them a lot to work with. The industry is rapidly consolidating, and acquisitions are just happening left and right. So they are securing their first-party lineup, which is their whole business strategy at this point. Also, it was pretty funny, they actually accidentally leaked this acquisition a few months ago. When they announced the acquisition of Housemark, uh, they accidentally tweeted Bluepoint instead, so it's kind of been known about for a while. Anyway, super cool. I'm glad that team has uh, some more support. Okay, so this one is a doozy. You might remember Konami's football simulation title. It was previously known as Pro Evolution Soccer. They renamed it to eFootball. And it went from being a premium game to a free-to-play game. Evidently, they're trying to compete with FIFA here. They were losing some kind of battle, and uh, this is their attempt at changing things up. Unfortunately for fans of the franchise, though, the newest entry in the game is plagued with issues. In fact, these issues are so bad that the title has already become the worst-reviewed game in Steam's history in one day. And I believe that that is rated by percentage, so... Uh, the game currently has close to 10,000 reviews, I think they're at 9,500, and 91% of them are negative. And if you look at the positive reviews, a lot of them are just joking as well. Okay, so what's wrong with eFootball 2022? Uh, seemingly everything, by the way that players are talking. And, you know, they can be overdramatic, but lots of reports of technical issues, many poor graphic renders of the individual players, of course, most importantly, gameplay deficiencies. People saying that it just doesn't play right. Anyway, they bungled it, right? Konami did not release a great game here. Now, I think what's interesting is that this title is free to play, right? So nobody who is actually reviewing this game has lost any kind of investment. There's a lot of anger, which seems to be coming for something that they're playing for free. So, of course, I like to try and look past the toxicity and maybe more towards the actual criticisms. But regardless, Konami is not going to be happy with this outcome. And I very much question whether or not it's even possible for them to turn this around. Even casual players who aren't in the loop, who don't read gaming articles or listen to a show like this, they're going to see the extreme Steam rating of overwhelmingly negative, and that's going to stop them from downloading it. Not sure if it's going to be the same on consoles, but uh, yeah, this is a pretty big deal for them. The latest entry in the Monster Hunter series, Monster Hunter Rise, 
currently exclusive to the Nintendo Switch, but they have just announced that it is going to be arriving on PC on January 12th of next year. So just a few more months. Of course, since they're moving to PC, that's going to unlock a lot of technical capabilities like 4K resolution, uncapped frame rates, better textures, and they're even going to have a demo for the game on PC on October 13th, so a couple of weeks. You can test it out on your machine. Super cool, lots of great reviews from Monster Hunter Rise. Feel free to check it out. Okay, and the last thing I'll mention is that there are a bunch of free games that you can go and pick up, and I think most importantly is the one from Amazon Prime Gaming. So if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can head over to the Prime Gaming section and they're just giving away some games that are really good. They're giving away Ghost Runner, which a lot of people loved, Star Wars Squadrons, Alien Isolation. I would say those are the three big ones, but uh, a bunch of other ones as well. So be sure to pick up some high quality free games there. That's always a nice thing to say. And folks, I am out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot. I am going to be back this weekend with some variety shows, but I'm going to be back with the news on Tuesday, because on Monday I have a very special announcement. It is possibly going to be the most important show that I've ever done on The Gaming Observer. Please do make sure that you are tuning in on Monday, and or keep an eye on my social media around the evening of Sunday. That's all for now, and until next time, happy gaming everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, so uh, I was talking yesterday about Squid Game, which is that Korean survival drama. I finished it today. I gotta say, I was, uh, I don't want to say disappointed with the ending, but like, I thought it was totally serviceable. But I was also whelmed. I was whelmed. I was not over or underwhelmed. Just whelmed. I think, um, I think the hype for this show, which by the way is huge, like, Apparently, it's becoming the most watched thing on Netflix ever or something like that. Is, it's fine. I'm not going to be like it shouldn't be, because it obviously is for a reason. But I'm also like, could have gone to a show I liked better. (laughs) It's a great show, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that go really well in that, creatively. But there's also quite a few things that I was not a super big fan of. But I don't want to get into that. The criticisms I had were not major, I would say. I, I enjoyed watching the show. So, yeah, that's what I did today. The other thing that I did today was I played and, well, I purchased and I played a new roguelike called Rogue Lords. Now, I've talked about Rogue Lords before because I played the demo of it, but it's a super cool game. It's a lot of fun. The uh, The basic concept is that you are the devil and you have your disciples who are just famous bad guys like Dracula and the Headless Horseman and Bloody Mary. And it's super well animated, like, I don't know, you look at something like Slay the Spire, and you play that game because it's a great game. It's a great card battler. You don't really play it for the production elements. I remember the first time I saw Slay the Spire, I was like, oh my god, why does everybody love this game? It's ugly. And then, you know, the more you play it, the more you actually grow to admire it. And now I'm like, oh, Slay the Spire looks fine, but the coat of paint on it was not great when I first set eyes on it. Uh, Rogue Lords, when you take a look at it, I mean... It's, it looks good. Great models, great uh, 3D animations, great aesthetic. So anyway, the game is structured to be a lot longer than something like a Slay the Spire run as well. They, they take you through these adventures or these books, or I guess like campaign missions. And I was playing it and it took me like an hour per chapter of the book and the book will have mo- multiple chapters. So I don't know, maybe a single run could be anywhere between four and six hours. 
depending on how many chapters there are. And uh, hey, I actually recorded myself playing it. So if you'd like to watch me playing this game, you can go to youtube.com slash thegamingobserver. I recorded at least three episodes. I might do more in the future. Depends what kind of a mood I'm in. But anyway, yeah, the game was right up my alley. They, they do a lot of things right. And uh, I haven't seen the long tail of it yet. I, I read some reviews and I think there were a lot of reviewers saying once you put 20 hours into it, it starts to get maybe a little repetitive, maybe a little bit too difficult. So we'll see how it actually plays out once once we're into the thick of it. But for now, I'm just in the beginning. And honestly, the, like, give me more of this game. <laughs> I mean, or, or more things like this game and like Slay the Spire. Turn-based, turn-based games are really what scratch the gaming itch for me, for sure. You know, there's a lot of real-time roguelikes out there, which theoretically I should love, but I don't necessarily because it's just too difficult and I'm not a great real-time gamer. I think Rogue Legacy was one exception that I did very well with. And, oh, and of course, Binding of Isaac, but that's just because I've been playing it for so long. Uh, games like Nuclear Throne, Enter the Gungeon, Spelunky, Curse of the Dead Gods, right? I've tried playing that multiple times and just couldn't. Even Hades, like, I did okay with Hades in the beginning, but once you up the difficulty level, I'm just trash. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very much a turn-based guy. Uh, hey, I'm out of time. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Sincerely, y- you know, you after-show listeners really mean a lot to me. Uh, once again... Please do make sure you're tuning in on Monday, or you're at least following me on social media, or are in the Discord and, and have notifications set there. Big announcement. And uh, then back with the news on Tuesday, okay? So until next time, farewell. <laughs>